Croza making is love. Butter is love. Okay, let me not get carried away. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of At Least I Tried. On today's episode, I have with me my aunt, or who I usually confuse with as my cousin, talk about everything related to baking. So over the past two months, I've noticed that there are prominently two kinds of people. One that indulge themselves into various kinds of physical activity and the other who prefers experimenting in the kitchen. So anytime I think of cake or chocolates or anything, anything that gives that feeling of comfort, I think of Ashu or Ashwini's cooking. So thanks for joining me today. Hi, Annie. It's really nice to be here. It feels really good. And when you call me your aunt, you kind of make me feel my age. So Ashu is good. Mm, glad to be here. <laughs> Talking about age, this reminds me every time I think of one of my birthdays when I was growing up or when I was younger. The one constant factor was Ashu, Shalu, and Karthik being there. You guys were you guys were one package, and honestly. That's the one most prominent memory I have while growing up. So talking of age, I still can't believe, I still can't believe we had such a major age difference, but oh well. Well, we still are one package and uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just avoid the age thing altogether. No, so um, it's really nice that, you know, you started this channel and all that, and I cannot believe how grown up you are. So that's there. Okay. So to get a better context of your background, you are a certified pastry chef and you started your own enterprise called Baker Street by Ash. Could you just tell us more about how you got about being a chef? It was kind of the other way around, Annie. I started Baker Street by Ash first and then became a certified pastry chef. Okay, to give you some context, I'm actually a life science graduate. I did BSc in BZC, that is Botany, Zoology and Chemistry. I majored in all three. Um, started baking when Aradna was a little child. Like she wouldn't sleep in the night and it kind of drove me crazy. So to maintain the last bit of sanity that I had, I started baking in the cooker. I didn't have an oven back then. And then looking at my plight, my sorry, sorry state, uh, this husband of mine decided to gift me an oven. So I did some research. I asked quite a few people about what's the difference between a, a microwave and a convection oven and an OTG. An OTG is what's actually good for baking. It's an it's 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 a it's the short form for oven toaster grill. So that's what you need for baking if you're thinking of baking seriously. Uh, okay, so I did all of that research. Uh, we managed to buy an oven. Um, in fact, one of the f first few cooker cakes that I made, uh, Shalu and Karthi, for one of the first few cooker cakes that I made, Shalu and Karthi were there. And the sides got burnt, even though the top and the center was really beautiful and nice crumb structure and all that. The sides were burnt because the vessel was too big and the walls of the vessel touched the cooker. So yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, Okay, so coming back to after I bought my oven, so I bought my oven, I started baking. Almost every other day I would try out some recipe or the other. Mm, it was more of a hobby back then. And then I started 
posting it on facebook i i did not know about instagram back then posting it on facebook i joined a few food groups on facebook so i started posting my stuff there as well so uh, from one of these food groups uh, i got quite a few friends one of them asked if i would partner up with her so we started another brand actually so that went on i baked with her as as her partner for 2 years after which i decided to start my own venture so that was baker street by ash my own venture which i did on my own was baker street by ash and uh, about one and a half years into starting baker street by ash i already had a loyal clientele and all that uh, but i wa- like there are so many home bakers out there today so i wanted to be different i wanted to step up and i realized that i'm really passionate about this and i could go a long way um if i did something about it so i took a really really big leap of faith a huge risk and yeah i i went for it i did this really um amazing course in mumbai in this school in this place called the school for european pastry so that started by chef vikas chef vikas bagul and chef anil rohira they both extremely talented pastry chefs uh, world class pastry chefs they've won accolades uh, across the world and in india so i i had the privilege of uh, learning and training under them and so now i'm a certified pastry chef yes oh all right i guess i messed it up do you think that there's a prominent difference or do you think that you know if you had done this course earlier your entire approach to starting your own venture would have been different so yeah it was actually this going to the school was a dream come true and becoming a certified pastry chef was was like an that moment was an unbelievable achievement for me there are both pros and cons to have having uh, been a home baker before i became a certified pastry chef you know before i actually went to pastry school and learned all this see on the one hand i wish there are so many things that they thought like the techniques and the tiny you know tricks and uh, tips to be followed for every particular kind of uh, uh, you know pastry or you know bread or whatever that you bake okay so one hand i wish i had known all of those things before like i would have been systematic and perfect and you know i've done i would have done things the right way from the start but on the other hand um what one mistake teaches you um probably a hundred right things couldn't so when you do one thing wrong you know you uh, bungled you know maybe the recipe or the measurement or okay let me give you an example so once i was in kind of a hurry and there's something called you need to preheat your oven before you start uh, baking okay your oven needs to be hot when the product that you want to bake goes in so once what happened i forgot to turn on my oven but i had already mixed the cake batter and kept so i turned on my oven after i mixed everything and i waited for the i mean the cake batter was waiting before it could go in so and the the sponge cake that i made did not turn out as light and fluffy as i would like it and for me it was a disaster so i know that i i know that i'll never make that mistake again i'll always make sure that my oven is on before i start mixing my cake batter so this is an example so as a home baker because i've made so many of these mistakes i know exactly the value of everything i was being taught in pastry school 
the tiny tips and tricks that they taught us over there they're actually game changers the huge game changers but i know the value of all that because i fucked up before okay i have bungled before if fucked up is not okay so um yeah uh, of course my approach would have been different and i did learn a lot more about how to um, you know handle your own startup and all in uh, pastry school but having been a home baker and having run my own business before i already kind of knew um, where my weaknesses and strengths lie and pastry school actually managed to refine perfect and um, boost a lot of it and they actually they really thought thought a lot yeah so uh pastry school was actually life changing not just with respect for, uh not with not just with respect to my perspective in cooking and baking uh it's also about your perspective in life like when i went there when i went to school i'm no longer once i'm in school i'm no longer a mom or a wife or a mother or a daughter or any such thing i'm just a student trying to learn the best kind of pastry possible so it was grueling it's it's uh, it's an extensive intensive course they cover a lot and they focus more on techniques the thing the problem with most bakers and indians and in, or not just indians across people the world in the world in general is they focus on recipes so you see actually most of baking and cooking is not about the recipe you can get 100 recipes of the internet but if you don't know the right technique if you don't know um you know so, so many things that you're supposed to know the way in which you're supposed to do things see i could tell you like for very very simple example how you make tea so some people will boil the uh, tea leaves with milk and sugar all together and then just strain it out and drink it some people will boil the tea leaves with uh, water and then make a proper strong decoction out of it and then add milk to it and then get it to the right color and then add sugar and you know strain it some other people would you know would not prefer any of that they just want a tea bag and hot water and they are good to go so each one of those i would have probably given you the same amount of um, uh, ingredients for everything but it's the way you interpret and use it that would make uh, that would give you very different end results so what pastry school taught me is that um, these are the techniques that go for these particular things okay and this is how you're supposed to do it and this particular technique will give you this particular result so i realized that it doesn't matter if i have the best recipe on the planet or the best chef's best most secret recipe it doesn't matter if i don't know how to do it so uh, one of the major things that pastry school taught me is don't focus on the recipe focus on the technique and uh, another very important thing it taught us is clean as you go um be quick and be right and it's okay to make mistakes because there's so much you learn from your mistakes so if you fuck up once you know exactly why you fucked up um you're going to make sure that you don't fuck up like that again maybe you pulled out your uh, your cake too early out of the oven you underbaked it or you overbaked it or whatever so it's okay to make all those mistakes when you're learning so it's okay to fuck up that's another very important thing that they taught us nobody comes out perfect oh i didn't know that i always like assumed that recipes played a major role more than the techniques themselves 
and I always assume that you know techniques just develop over time. But when you initially started uh, learning online, which were your go-to platforms? So I started off like everybody else with uh, Google as my best friend and uh, YouTube much later on actually. I, I realized much later on that I could also uh, learn from YouTube but mostly I just read. I read a lot of articles. I read a lot of do's and don'ts. So I didn't have one particular uh, recipe platform or website that I took recipes from. Hmm. I, I tried many different uh, websites and ultimately when I did my when I had my own venture the recipes I perfected on my own so if the there are so many recipes that I got off the internet that would have mentioned a particular quantity okay one particular recipe I would have taken it would have mentioned a particular quantity but I probably felt that that particular result didn't work well for me so I would have altered you know I tweaked the recipe here and there and there and here and I finally came to whatever um, recipe I concluded into what you know to give whatever end product I like so that's how I worked after going to pastry school I realized um, it's not just the quantity and all that it's the technique that matters more it was a lot of trial and error lot of trial and error there's no shortcut you just have to practice a lot or if not a lot at least you have to practice a few times before you get get anything right and if you do get it right in the first go, good for you. But there's probably a lot that you didn't learn. And that's another thing I learned. I got quite a few recipes right in the first go. When I went to school, when I fucked up somewhere else, I realized had I fucked up with that particular recipe at home, it would have been better. <laughs> wow, so I'm really glad that I have to make mistakes in order to learn. So it makes my process a lot easier. But I have a few questions related to you starting your own venture. What foundation was required for you to start something on your own other than the prerequisite knowledge of, you know, baking in general? Having your own business venture sounds so glamorous, right? It's not. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of burning the midnight oil. It's a lot of uh, tears and um, smiles also. But see at the end of the day as long as your client is happy and you get good feedback uh, it, it it just you know makes it all worthwhile mm. so with respect to me for my mm, baking venture i needed a set number i mean i i needed resources you need to have some fund set aside for this you need a starting fund like you need a set number of uh, inventory and by inventory I mean your one-time investment assets also your recurring investment also by one-time investment I mean you know your tools like your spatula your whisk the baking pan the trays all of those things and uh, for uh, your recurring investment is you know your sugar your maida wheat um, your cream all of those things the chocolate all of that so once you have and your recurring investment you need to know exactly how much you need per month again that will vary you unless and until you know exactly how many orders you're going to get how many clients you're going to get you don't know but you need to have an approximate figure of uh, how much you would use in a month so that's the thing about business it's it's uncertain uh, you need to know your the cost price of all the raw materials you use 
the cost price of every item you make that is if 1 kg sugar is say 60 rupees so you are going to be using 1 cup sugar in this particular recipe so 1 cup sugar is going to i mean weighs so much so that particular amount cost this much so your your that the making cost of that particular dish is going to be this much so x if the making cost of your dish is x and then you need to see um your electricity and um, what else water how much water you are going to use and um, so you need to add add on to the cost price of that plus your hard work plus your profit percentage so you have a set percentage ready so you add all that and then you get the selling price of your uh, product uh for me the best part about having the having my own businesses i am my own boss i take my own orders i can say yes or no to any kind of orders i want um the sad part of it and and the happy part is also the baking you know all of the baking that i do i i could i mean as long as i have enough orders and enough people to consume all that i bake i i can stand baking for a really really long time like i could stand baking 12 hours straight i don't mind maybe take a rest of half an hour in between so i can bake for 12 12 13 hours straight not an issue um the difficult part for me is maintaining all the accounts you know handling all the uh, the the cash flow cash flow is okay calculating all of the expenditure and all that that's a little trying for me 12 to 13 hours a day are you serious i don't think i'm even remotely cut out for the baking industry i still can't process the fact that 12 to 13 hours a day so on an average how many clients do you have and initially you mentioned that uh, you already had a certain clientele before you started off your own venture but how did you and your former partner initially start scouting for clients since the competition is so intense 12 13hrs is actually not a big deal any uh the food and beverage industry is really cutthroat it's it looks so glamorous on instagram right all those beautifully glazed cakes and the making of all of those beautiful chocolate show pieces and they're smiling and all that but no behind it it's uh, 12 13 hours i'm telling me i'm talking about me those people work for uh, maybe 72 hours straight with maybe 5 or 6 hours of sleep in between and all that it's it's not as glamorous as it looks um so yeah and in in fact in when i was going to school it was uh, it was different and more trying because i had to travel from home uh, work in school come back and mumbai locals you know are a little uh, not very spacious and comfortable and all that But yeah that that's how it was thankfully i had a nice bhabhi at home who would understand all that i mean i stayed with my brother and his wife so hats off to my babi for understanding all of that and being there and all that but yeah the food and beverage industry is not glamorous it's uh, it's it's very very trying it's a lot of hard work and uh, average clientele i actually haven't counted um i would say i have like 30 40 loyal clients um on an average i i i couldn't really tell you how many uh, orders i get because um, some months uh, is okay I'll, i'll give you an example some weeks i have baked 
everyday maybe three or four cakes okay in a week per day i would have had to bake three or four cakes some weeks maybe the entire week i would have baked just two or three cakes so there is no i don't know there is no set uh, uh, like like i told you it's business it's uncertain i cannot really say and apart from this apart from my loyal clientele there are so many others who just you know just want to try out how my stuff is and you know it goes through word of mouth and all that and as for how my partner and i scouted uh, clients initially mainly we use social media uh, whatsapp facebook instagram you know for you know marketing ourselves marketing is very important it doesn't matter if you have the world's best chocolate cake that you know if you make the world's best chocolate cake if you don't know how to market yourself you don't have a very good shot of doing well um there are so many uh, bakers and chefs out there who actually do really good you know who do really good jobs but they don't uh, get that much attention because they don't market themselves well on the other hand there are people who are you know okay not bad but not so great either who do really well and uh, you know who do really well and earn well because they are able to market themselves and they have contacts so it's in business it's about marketing and connections contacts man you just completely shattered my glamorous perspective of the pastry industry so every time i look at a red velvet cake or maybe a croissant i'm just going to think of the hard work blood and sweat that went into producing that one item could you also talk about um the various non conventional things that you bake oh my god ani it's it's the red velvet cake and the croissant at least get some respect okay oh croissant making is just absolute love okay it's so much of butter and so many layers and <sighs> okay 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 let me learn get carried away but chocolate garnishes you know the tiny tiny the feathers and the leaves and the shards of chocolate and everything that go on your cakes those garnishes they actually suck the life out of you okay they take so very long to make and nobody respects them the poor garnishes that you know i don't know the poor person in the chocolate room who who slogs away all day it's not easy and people please respect garnishes every time you pick up a garnish and before you throw it away take one second to think of the person who actually put in his uh, his life and soul and everything into making that one tiny little garnish because working with chocolate is not easy working with chocolate takes a lot of skill and patience and time and making those garnishes if you get the temperature wrong if you get the 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 angle wrong if you get one thing wrong the whole thing goes bad so people please respect your garnishes see i don't actually know what you mean by conventional and non conventional in baking because what's normal for me might not be for you like certain things that for example after going to mumbai or uh, what i made in school may be normal for me but it's not so for others uh, or for example uh, right now i am in surat in this township so over here croissants are unconventional because you don't get croissants you don't get cheesecakes what exactly would you consider unconventional 
Oh no, I think I'm one of those people. I feel so guilty right now, but I will definitely take note of it the next time I look at a garnish. And honestly, when you were talking about it, my mouth was just watering the butter. And I think I just put on like a good 100, 200 calories just thinking about. Oh, never mind. Croza <laughs> making is love. Butter is love. Making uh, all of those things are just, just, it's just pure love so 100 200 calories is okay you can sacrifice that much for a cruiser i mean okay let me not get carried away mm. so i'm coming up with a new menu for my um, for my baking over here now um once i'm i mean uh, i've not yet uh, formulated it completely so I'm, I'm going to be introducing a few new items so that the people over here get to taste them so i am on the more expensive side but i think uh, i mean my products are on the more expensive side but i think it's worth it so yeah let's see uh, i'm trying to get some new stuff for the people of the township here it's not just all that so what do you know about bread most people think that i mean what little people know about bread is that you mix it, it has to rise again, you probably mix it again and then you bake it and then it rises again in the oven. Um, I hope people know more than that. I know it was a gross oversimplification, but real bread making um, uses something called a sourdough starter. A sourdough starter is basically a culture of yeast that you make on your own at home. You know, it's like a child, you have to feed it three times a day. You have to take a certain amount and discard it. It's like cleaning the shit of the child. So, you know, you have to do that for like a good 10-15 days until the culture is strong enough to make sure that bread rises on its own. You know, um, you probably got confused, but it's basically you mix wheat and water. You let it stay outside for 12 hours. It'll get spoiled. Like it's what we normal people normally what i previously used to think is spoiled so but actually it's not spoiled it gets bubbly and frothy right it's actually a culture of yeast and other bacteria and all which are getting activated so it'll get activated it will rise up a little and then after that it has eaten whatever food it can so it starts going down so you don't want that to happen so what you do is you take off some of that starter you discard some of it and then you put some more wheat flour some more water mix it again keep it aside so again it will it would have eaten right it's got some more food so it eats it and it rises and then again when it's about to go down you throw away some and then you feed it again uh, you know feed it again and then you mix it and you set it aside so this goes on for a while until your yeast is strong enough to sustain itself that is when you take a portion of this this particular sourdough it's called a sourdough starter sourdough because it is sour because of all the fermentation that happens you know like it basically it's getting spoiled right but that is what you want over here so instead of using commercial yeast you use this starter that you have made use a good quantity of it into the dough that you're making and you mix it and you keep it aside for maybe 18 30 hours or so so the longer you ferment it the better breakdown of all the complex carbohydrates happens in the bread 
and you get a beautifully fermented bread where um which is actually healthy especially if you add multigrain and all it's it's undoubtedly one of the best things to eat because bread is usually associated as unhealthy food junk food right sourdough bread is not the complex carbohydrates and proteins are broken down into simple sugars what are simple sugars simple sugars are what you see in um fruits okay like glucose and fructose and all that so it's broken down really well so it digests also easy and it's actually good for you this particular bread is healthy bread so this is this is another thing that i wanted to talk about yeah ooh sounds fun would you be open to sharing a few items that you've decided might be on your new menu few items no any let it be a secret um but um i'm planning to do something different with um bread you know some differently flavored rolls and by bread rolls i don't mean the bread pakoda or the bread roll that you get deep fried out in the market this is the kind of bread roll that is uh, baked from scratch like you know cinnamon rolls uh like that but different flavors so i'm planning for something with that and on the sweet side i'm thinking of something with a something like a cheesecake but not a cheesecake you know with a, a crispy base and a relatively creamier top let's see what happens i'll i you'll be the first to know anyway um yeah i don't know what's going to happen but these are some of the thoughts running around in my head so let's see ah uh, my mouth is just watering listening or just imagining to all the good food i could have if you were not so far away so in conclusion if you had to give someone beginning to bake or amateur baker a few tips that you wish you had avoided when you were a beginner i i know you said that you learned from your mistakes but some really silly uh tricks that actually might make their process of baking much easier what would it be um first of all don't get disheartened if you get something wrong uh i used to sit very dejected if something went wrong and i would not want to bake for a few days so don't make that mistake i know baking ingredients are really expensive they're not cheap but if you don't try you won't know uh another thing is don't ever forget to um, keep i mean read the recipe beforehand so that you know exactly what all ingredients are necessary what all needs to be done when you need to switch on your oven how many uh, ingredients need to be measured and kept um make sure your measurements are right and uh, it's okay to alter the consistency of your cake batter a bit um because every flour is different the flour that you get in one place greatly differs from the flour that you get in another so if the recipe says say 50 ml of water and you think it's too less it's okay to add a few more a bit more you know so also as important as the recipe is it's equally important to trust your instincts so yeah i guess that sums it up thanks ani this was fun It's nice talking to you. I feel like I've been educated and I have completely new perspective on such a niche industry of the pastry world. Thank you so much Ashu for you know giving me so much perspective and making me understand the depth and hard work that goes into producing that one item which I just 
gobble up in minutes and i think it's time i go pester my mom to let me try uh, experimenting in her kitchen so let's see how that works out but thank you so much for joining me can't wait to hear about your exciting new menu and looking forward to it for those of you still listening thank you so much for tuning in hope you guys found this episode interesting informative and maybe even provides you a little bit of motivation to try baking out and uh, see you soon